stop Googling and start listening for the love of wellness. With over 50 years in women's wellness, hosts Sam Leeson and Laurel Crossley, along with a weekly special guest, will explore gaps and issues within the women's wellness industry. If you're passionate about topics affecting women's health, such as sleep, grief, body image, and much more, then please stay tuned. Are you an aspiring business owner or entrepreneur? Are you currently running a business but feeling a little meh about your business? Well, on today's episode, we're talking with Kathy Thompson, who's recently written a book, The Dandelion, Secrets to Growing Your Successful Business from the Ground Up. And she's going to be sharing with us her tips on how to start or to shift your business. So please stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by littlewellnesscompany.ca. Welcome, everyone. Today, we want to welcome Kathy to the show. Kathy is an entrepreneur and author. Kathy, welcome. And tell us a little bit about yourself and what brings you forward in this journey. Oh, my gosh. How much time do you have? (laughs) 22 minutes, I think. Sam and Laurel, thank you so much for having me. This is great. This is actually the first opportunity I have had to talk about my book since my launch party is tomorrow. Uh, So, and I know this will obviously come out later than that, but I'm just excited to talk about it. So, um, in terms of my business journey, I... uh, Started my first company in the 90s, uh, Beyond the Classroom, and that continues to be in existence. So that's a corporation that I have. And then in tw- and we provide uh, in-home and online customized tutoring for kids in kindergarten or grade 12. And so uh, there weren't really a lot of tutoring organizations or really any around uh, in the 90s. And I just felt like uh, it was something I wanted to do personally. I really enjoyed working with kids and seeing them um, just grow and learn uh, in that one-on-one environment. And then I just got to a point where I had too many kids that I wanted to tutor. And I said, called up my friends, hey, do you do you know anything about grade 11 math? Sure. Yeah. Okay. This kid needs a tutor. And just sort of started farming out sort of my friend. <laughs> and it wasn't a business. I wasn't making money, right, on, on my friends. And then a wise friend of mine uh, said, you know, you you should turn this into a business. No, no, no. I don't want to own a business. Nope, nope, nope. And so this was probably around 90, 1994, 95. And then by 1998 is when I finally said, okay, I'm going to call this thing something. I'm going to try and make a business out of scratch, out of thin air. I don't know what I'm doing. There's no internet. There is a public library. Let's do it. It's called Beyond the Classroom. Uh, So that's still running. And uh, in 2015, I started to franchise it because I wanted to expand the model. And now we have 11 locations in southwestern Ontario. And we provide tutoring actually across the country because of an online tutoring platform I adopted in 2019. Thank goodness before the pandemic. Yes. So that uh, really set us apart, you know, in March 2020, when uh, my competitors, because the tutoring industry has come a long way, at that time in March 2020, they were closing shop and not, and we managed to salvage 30% of our business by shifting Mm -hmm. students 
And so we were very fortunate. Of course, we lost 70% of our business, uh, but we still kept afloat and uh, are still, you know, going going crazy now. <laughs> People will take online and in-home tutoring. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a great business. So that's one of the companies that I have and continue to work on. Uh, and so that is actually two corporations. So the one corporation is my... Um, are my stores, so to speak, my locations of Burlington and Oakville beyond the classroom. And then the other corporation is uh, sells franchises. So that's a different uh, organization. So currently I have two corporations and then I have a partnership with a good friend of Laurel and I, uh, Adrian Pringle. And we started that in 2013. Uh, it's called Beyond the Studio. And so Adrian is a music teacher, music therapist, and said, hey, I love what you're doing with Beyond the Classroom. Can we partner up? I want to do some music lessons, music therapy. And I honestly don't know anything really about music at all. I never took music lessons. I'm not a music therapist, but we uh, partnered in 2013. And so that business, Beyond the Studio, continues to support uh, kids and uh, adults, anyone, all ages, with nurturing a love of music. And then within that company <laughs> uh, is a, a, a program that Adrian and I created for young girls uh, to help prevent anxiety. And it's called, or manage anxiety, it's called Sing It Girls. And it's a community singing program for girls ages 7 to 15. And that uh, we developed into a license. And so Sing It Girls is a licensed uh, group available across Canada right now and run by music therapists. And we are currently working on an expansion model to go global with it. Wow. So that's super exciting. So that's uh, licensing. And um, and then I have a sole proprietorship, which is Kathy Thompson Leadership, which is my one-on-one uh, -on -one customized coaching. And I have a, a, an academy for uh, small business owners and the book. <laughs> Holy smokes, lady. Okay, I think I ran so out of paper to write all that down. Well, I'm going to say, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to throw a question. How does one manage all the things you do, Kathy? <laughs> I've I've been really good at time management. That's something I've always uh, been. It's part of who I am, and. So that's fine. And I've learned to refine my time management skills. And I've always had uh, jobs going to school and been able to manage my schedule. Um, but I also have been burnt out several times. And because I get excited, you know, Laurel and I owned a company called Simply Blossoming for about 10 years, at least 10 years. And so doing everything. And then I worked full time also at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health for 15 years during all of this. So to manage everything, it was a little crazy, but really the key to this, which Laurel knows, is all about systems. And so when you're building a company to allow yourself the freedom to um, spend time with your family or travel or have some peace is really about refining your systems in your company. And that could be a time management system. It could be the way your phone calls are answered, the way emails are. Uh, now with technology advancing so quickly and rapidly, it's a really great idea to continue to look into different technological options to say, you know, what are those systems that can support my business to be as efficient, but customer service focused as possible? 
So, you know, autoresponders, I think, are good. But, you know, I've got your email. Thanks so much. But I feel like I could wait a few hours till someone got back to me in a more personalized way. Um, so for me, just personally, uh, customer service wise, I really like that personal connection to someone reaching out. So that's infused into our company, my businesses, um, just trying to get back to people and meet people where they're at as humans. But also on the back end of the companies, looking at what systems aren't customer facing. You know, who are the people that you can bring into your business to make it run um, in a way that is just making you money, saving you time and, you know, showing up the best way that you can in your business. When you talk about these systems, is that a big focus in your book? Can you tell us a little bit more about what the, 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 the entire focus of the book is? But I would assume with all of the hats that you wear, uh, first of all, your head must get tired because you've got so many hats that you wear, you're <laughs> constantly changing them all the time. But the systems must be really a foundational piece of what advice, whether it's your one-on-one coaching or through your books or what have you, um, to, to the work that you do and share with the world. Yeah, so the book is really, um, it's called The Dandelion, which is a bit of an odd title. I've been asked, you know, why The Dandelion? And there's actually three different reasons why it's called The Dandelion. So the first reason is because when I was four, I have a memory of selling dandelions door to door. And that story's in the book. (laughs) So, you know, what was I doing? Where was my mother? We don't know. (laughs) But I have this. So dandelions for me, represent sort of that first innocent creative foray into entrepreneurship, really. Um, And then secondly, dandelions are so much like us as entrepreneurs. You know, think about a dandelion. Where does it grow? Everywhere. It has deep roots. You know, it's rooted into the ground. It's not moving. You can mow it down. Bing! It pops back up. And then it spreads. So to me, dandelions are so much like entrepreneurs. They're real resilient, beautiful, grow between the cracks in the sidewalk. Um, and then so entrepreneurs, I should say, you know, right now is the best time to be an entrepreneur with government programs, with technology, with so many resources at our fingertips. It's amazing. So and then the third reason it's called the dandelion is because the book is structured around a growing dandelion to walk a business owner through how to put together their business in in an easy-to-follow way. So, for example, we start the book with looking at the environment, the ground. So if you think about a dandelion, it has to seed somewhere. So what is that field of potentiality for you? What is going on in your life before you start this business? And so, you know, are you... Is your time taken up by a full-time position? Uh, Are your demands really heavy at home? Do you have free time and brain power to be able to fuel a new business and and do what it takes to get it off the ground? So really looking at that ground. Okay, so great. So you have the time, the space, the energy to start a business. So the next is a seed. So the seed chapter talks about it goes into the ground and the seed is the idea. So the idea can come from starting a new business, but then also the seed can come from an existing business. So let's say you're in the retreat business, as Laurel and I used to do. But then the idea, the seed could be, oh, let's sell products. Let's sell herbal tea. 
that's relaxing. You know, that's a new seed. Can we do this? You know, what does our ground look like? Do we have the time and energy and, and finances and resources to plant that new seed? So the seed can come at any time. So then after that, then the stem, and that's where the cyst, oh no, excuse me, the roots. So then the roots start to form. And that is your foundation for your company. So without those roots, um, your company, you know, won't be as solid. Uh, so some of those things are really building in um, the trust component. You know, I talk about that a lot where building trust in your business, people aren't going to buy from you unless they trust you. It doesn't matter what you're selling. So that's an element. Establishing your core values. What do you stand for? What are those boundaries? Because you know, during the pandemic, all businesses across the world were affected, positively or negatively. And those companies that had a really solid foundation and deep roots and knew what they stood for and saw their place in the, in the marketplace, I feel had a better shot at rebounding, at coming back, at pushing through adversity. So those roots are really important. I know for us at Beyond the Classroom, you know, I had to call a meeting with all my franchisees in a time when we were in turmoil, shut down the company. You know, we were, you know, for me as the leader, it was really anxiety provoking. These people's livelihoods are my responsibility now. My decision impact their family in incomes. And so we went back to our values. What are the things about our organization that are we value and we promote to families and we continue on from there. So those are a couple of examples. Then we move from the roots, then we start poking out of the ground and we have our stem. And no one notices the stems coming up. You know, you walk over them in the park. That is your systems. And that's where you look at, okay, what do I need to do to make this business run so I don't get burnt out? What are the things I need to put in place in my personal life? What are those sort of boundaries and conversations? What are those technical systems? How am I going to do my bookkeeping, my accounting, marketing, so different things like that, more of the, the technical systems. Following the STEM up, then we get to the flower. And that's where everybody sees you. And you say, oh, isn't that beautiful in a park? Like I do. A lot of people don't like dandelions, but I do. And so the flower is where your business shines. It's where it comes to life. That's where people notice you. And I talk about marketing and really um, just showing your business to everybody. And what does that look like? You know, your website, your storefront, those kinds of things. And then following that, the dandelion turns into that cute little puffball. And that puffball has seeds all over it and flies all over the ground. And then it expands. And so that chapter is about expansion. What does that look like for you? Could that be um, giving back through volunteer opportunities? You know, saying Kathy from Beyond the Classroom is going to come and give out smile cookies, for example, or, um, you know, volunteer on boards. It could look like uh, franchising. You know, how does that look? Licensing, just different methods of expanding your brand, giving back, um, even mentoring. So, and then the final chapter is the weed whackers because not everyone likes dandelions <laughs> and that's okay. But there are times, situations, people in your life that you're going to encounter that are going to try and knock you down. And so that chapter uh, recognizes that there will be ups and downs 
And then I share some of my own personal experiences with some, some of those ups and downs. And so throughout the book, I talk about the different companies that I've been a part of that I run to really get the messages sent home. You know, I've spent 30 years in business. I've been doing this a long time. I do it every day. I'm still in the trenches, still showing up. And uh, there's a lot of wisdom in this tiny book. It's only about 100 pages, but uh, I specifically created it to be small enough to put in your purse, light enough to take wherever you need to go, and to be folded down, put wherever, lent to friends. I really want it to be used. So that's the scoop on the book. Wow. Well, my favorite chapter is the weed whackers because I just think <laughs> about all the people who tried to mow who tried to mow down so many people because I used to do business coaching. How you know they poo-poo your idea? They they tell they they say, oh well, I'm buying that from so and so, and I saved seventy five thousand dollars off your ten thousand dollar product, or you know all these things that are out there, these distraction techniques. So for you, if you could think of one piece of advice, which I know I'm gonna. That's a huge thing to say, but let's say somebody's right. They've got the idea. They've thought about it. They're going, okay, I want to make this happen. What's the one piece of advice you would give to them, to the newbie? I would say if you're feeling that nudge, like if you're truly feeling connected to that idea, try and move forward with it. Look for coaches, look for resources, just do as much self-educating as possible before sharing the idea with the world. Because sometimes we have ideas and there's people around us that try to protect us and don't have the same background or vision and different things. So definitely pursue the idea. If it's there, you feel it in your being, you know, you have this knowingness, like this is what I'm going to do. And I, and explore it first. Talk to different types of people who may be your target audience for that particular product or service. Google, search online, go to the library, read books, find a coach, do all that education because you could be going down a path where someone's already done this. And you sort of don't want to duplicate something. But if you think, ah, but they did it this way, I can tweak it and do it this way. And that's better. That's fine too. But doing that legwork initially and taking your time will pay off in dividends later. So I would say, go for it, say yes, but then do your research. What about somebody who has had a business for 10 years and it's just sort of been eh, an okay business? It's not flourishing, It's not, but it's not floundering either. When you say that you offer one-to-one support, is that the kind of time that you get in with somebody and really work with them one-on-one to help them sort of realize their potential? And and I guess, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So the one-on-one coaching, I don't follow any coaching questionnaires, manual, anything like that. It's human to human. And so if that business after 10 years, you're not feeling connected to it, we look at the reasons why you personally sort of that personal attachment to the business rather than, okay, give me all your QuickBooks login and I'm going to go through your accounting because I no because at the end of the day, you're the human behind it. You're the work every day. And so then we look at, okay, you know, why do you have this attachment to the business? It's meh, it's okay. But what is it giving you? 
Okay, so uh, I feel great when I go out and I say I have my own business, um, or it's giving me an extra hundred dollars a month or ten thousand dollars, whatever it is, right? So looking at those pictures, like what is it about this business that really um, you're drawn to and you're you're keeping it going? And so then, okay, so let's look at those pieces. If there are reasons why you should drop it, but there's a fear of letting it go working through those pieces and saying, okay, well, what is the fear? How does it feel to do that? You know, try that on for size. So it really, it's kind of like a combo of personal coaching, business coaching. And it really is, I trust my gut and my experiences and everything that I've gone through in my business journey to inform those conversations. Mm. And so with some clients, I'm getting to a point where they're tearing up and it's not, it's just a human to human thing. It doesn't have to be complicated. It really doesn't. Just, you know, you can look at pros and cons lists, but then you have to dig further. What is it giving you? Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes people are attached to the idea of being a business owner or an entrepreneur, but they're not necessarily attached to their business. And that's a whole different, that's a whole other conversation. Well, Kathy, we have two minutes left and we could talk to you for about 8 trillion hours. So can you tell us how we can find you? And then one final piece of advice for us old entrepreneurs, that'd be me. Sam's pretty new <laughs> to the entrepreneurship game, but one piece of advice you could give to us before, before we conclude. Yeah, you can find me at kathythompson.biz and slash book is where you find the book, but kathythompson.biz. And then in terms of my piece of advice, I would say uh, if you have a business and you're finding that it's just taking up so much of your time, really try and take an arm's length view, a really bird's eye view, I guess. Take a step back and think, what are those pieces that are annoying me? What what is annoying me to work on? Like I just, I procrastinate. It's on my to-do list every day. What is that piece that's following behind me that I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do it. You know, it could be anything. And then look at a system or a human to help you with it. And you can, you know, find lots of different people to work with you. There are websites um, that you can hire people all over the world to help you in your business, or you can bring on a contractor or a part-time employee or a student. So really looking at those pieces that irritate you. If you truly want to work on your business, but things are kind of just annoying, you spend your time doing things, you think, ah, try and take a few hours to look at it objectively and find a new way to do it. And because we did, I've been doing the same thing for 30 years, pretty much beyond the classroom, okay? Connecting families with tutors the same way. All the other systems have fallen by the wayside. I literally changed the way we do this this week. Yes. So it's never too late to implement a new system to be more efficient. That's my advice. <laughs> Excellent. I want to thank you so very much for being with us today and to providing some insight and we hope that we'll be able to have you back sometime to give us a little bit more guidance. Thanks for listening to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast. If you would like to learn more about us or our past episodes, then check us out on Instagram. Click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. We are always excited to have you offer different show topic ideas. 
If you have a suggestion, reach out via Instagram or our website. And as always, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Boobs, Bods and Brains podcast and invite all of the women you know.